And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett. I'm an attorney at Mauk and Baker. We're a Christian law firm in Chicago. If you have a legal needs, give us a call, 312-726-1243. Today, we're going to talk with Jim Campbell of the Alliance Defending Freedom about a great recent court victory uh, for the freedom of speech. And uh, Jim, thanks for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Jim, so what happened in the state of great state of Kentucky? What Tell us more about this case, and uh, then we could talk about its importance and, and uh, what it means for... Uh, you know, kind of the broader spectrum, too. Sure. Um, our client is a uh, gentleman named Blaine Adamson. He owns a promotional print shop in Lexington, Kentucky, and the name of it is Hands-On Originals. Um, over the years, uh, Blaine has had a consistent policy. His policy is that he'll work with all people, but he can't print all messages. And so no matter who you are, you can bring your order to Hands-On Originals, and they'll work with you. But if you ask them to print something that conflicts with Blaine's beliefs and his convictions, then you know they, they have a long-standing practice of referring those orders to another company that will do the work for the same price they would have charged. So for years, that worked just fine until um, March of 2012. They received an order to uh, print shirts promoting a local gay pride festival. And Mr. Adamson politely declined, but nevertheless offered to uh, connect them to another uh, printer that would do the job. Um, unsatisfied with that offer, uh, the organization uh, known as the Gay and Lesbian Services Organization filed a lawsuit um, against uh, Mr. Adamson, and, and we've been dealing with that for over five years now. Okay, so what is the uh, law? So just to summarize, we've got a, a print shop. Uh, that says, look, we'll serve everybody, but there are certain things we we don't feel comfortable printing. Um, and Mr. Adamson uh, had uh, Christian beliefs that wouldn't allow him to promote a gay pride festival. So w- what is the law? W- what does the law have to do with this? So there's actually a law that would say that uh, Mr. Adams, uh, Adamson needs to lend his voice uh, to promote this message? Or what, what are the, what's the actual law that we're dealing with? Sure. So um, in Lexington, Kentucky, they have what's called a public discrim- I'm sorry, a public accommodation non-discrimination law, and that law, which exists in most states and, and a lot of uh, big cities and, and counties, um, those uh, laws specify some reasons why you cannot decline um, to perform certain services or to sell certain goods. And so, in, in Mr. Adamson's case. Um, he, they're applying, trying to apply that law against him and saying that he is discriminating on the basis of sexual orientation, which is one of the prohibited uh, basis of discrimination in the city of Lexington. Okay, so that's the law. And, uh, but he wasn't discriminating because they were gay, but about the message that they were asking him to m- promote. Is that right? Uh, th- that's exactly right. Um, in fact, as the, the, the Court of Appeals decision that came out last week the lead opinion makes it very clear that he didn't know what the 
sexual orientation of the individual who called him was. He, he was unconcerned with that. In fact, um, the court also uh, pointed out, uh, particularly the trial court talked a lot about this below in the, in the case, um, that Mr. Adamson does serve people who identify as gay and lesbian. He has for, for many years, and one of the most interesting facts in the whole case is that he, in fact, has printed materials for one of the lesbian singers who performed at the very Pride Festival that's in question in the case. So um, all that to say, Mr. Adamson's happy to work with everyone. This is not a, an instance of him refusing to work with people because of their protected status. This is an instance of him declining to print a message because he disagrees with it. Right. And so really, this is a free speech case more than it is uh, even a religious liberty case. I, I think that's right. I mean, we, we've raised both the theor- both theories in this case. We've raised uh, freedom of speech. We've raised free exercise of religion. Um, but I do think that the probably the strongest argument and really the heart of the case is, is all about free speech. And the one thing I, I'd like to emphasize uh, to people about that is this is really a case and the, the position that we're taking is something that we think all Americans should be able to rally around, whether you're conservative or liberal, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, whether you're religious or non-religious. All of us have the constitutional freedom to decline to promote messages that we disagree with. No one should be forced to say or help advance an idea or a message that they disagree with. And the Constitution has long protected that right, and that's what this case is all about. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. We're speaking with Attorney Jim Campbell of the Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, Malkin Baker is an allied firm with the Alliance Defending Freedom. We have the privilege of uh, working alongside uh, ADF attorneys uh, from time to time on various cases, uh, we're just really excited about the work the, the Alliance Defending Freedom does and the work Jim Campbell has done in this uh, recent Kentucky case. And uh, I, I think to your point, uh, Jim, this it is very important, I think, that the freedom of speech component of this case is recognized. Uh, because in as much as the freedom of religion is very important to, to us as, as believers and to other people of faith, uh, sometimes we don't uh, see common ground with those people that, that may not be religious people. Uh, but certainly we should all agree that the freedom of speech is worth protecting and, and the government shouldn't be in the business of compelling us uh, to promote a message uh, that's uh, against our conscience or against our faith or for whatever reason, uh, compelled speech should be avoided. Um, so tell us more about where they can find, read more about this case and the work of the Alliance Defending Freedom. The best resource is our website, which is alliancedefendingfreedom.org. Um, and on our website, we have a, an entire page devoted to Blaine Adamson and his case. And there are a number of videos there where you can hear Blaine tell his story. Um, you can hear him talk about what it was like to go through this case, um, the, the, the ups and the downs and the trying times and the difficulties. But in the end, um, he talks about his reliance on God through the process. And so there are some really, really good, there's some really good footage there for anyone who wants to know more. Yeah, and if you want to donate to the Alliance Defending Freedom, it's a donor. It's really dependent upon the donations of people all across America who prize uh, the uh, the freedoms that we have in America, the the free exercise of religion, the freedom of speech. Um, Alliance Defending Freedom uh, needs help, and uh, one of the best things that Alliance Defending Freedom is is able to do is with the money that they raise is uh, they go out and they help fund other private attorneys in different states like Malkin Baker where we can receive a grant that would help us uh, take a case that we otherwise couldn't. Uh, because many of the people, like Mr. Adamson, I, I assume as well, 
uh, really can't afford uh, to defend a lawsuit for the several years that you've had to defend him uh, all the way through the courts of appeals um, when these cases are brought. In other words, when you get served with a suit like this, it could be financially ruinous just to defend it, even if you're completely right and even if your rights are ultimately vindicated. And so uh, the work of the Alliance Defending Freedom is critical. I'd encourage you go, to go to that website. So, Jim, what's that website again? It's AllianceDefendingFreedom.org. And, uh, yeah, check out the uh, great work they're doing on campus uh, in defense of marriage, uh, in the pro-life context, uh, and, and in this very important public accommodations uh, context. Uh, Jim, we talked about, you know, the Constitution being pretty clear that uh, violating the freedom of speech is, is a no-no and compelling speech is not permissible. Uh, but this is one of the first cases where the court actually upheld the freedom of speech. Uh, there's been many cases in other states where uh, these issues were, were brought up. So talk about the other cases and kind of uh, how your case, the Kentucky case, the Adamson case, is at, kind of at odds. Yeah, so what we've seen over the last geez, handful of years is a number of cases have arisen where they've, they, there are government entities trying to use these public accommodation laws to force business owners to promote messages or express messages that conflict with their beliefs. And so um, th- those cases range from a, a floral artist in Washington State named Baronel Stutzman. There is a, um, a wedding cake designer um, in uh, Colorado named Jack Phillips. And the name of his company is Masterpiece uh, Cake Shop. There are a number of similar cases going on like this around the country. And so far, um, those courts have been rejecting the freedom of those business owners to live and work consistent with their faith. And so the decision that we got out of, out of Kentucky last week was very encouraging. Uh, encouraging for a number of reasons, um, but certainly one of those is because it was a break from what these other courts were saying. They, this court took a different approach and said that, no, these business owners have the right to decide what messages and what ideas that they're going to promote with their artistic talents. So are, they, are, are these other courts, just for our, our, you know, having read some of these opinions, are these courts uh, saying that there is no freedom of speech or that the government can compel your speech? Um, they're not altogether clear on, on that. Um, a lot of them do assume that there is uh, a level of, of speech or artistic expression going on, um, and yet they say, well, you know, the, the government has an overriding interest um, in, in these, these sorts of public accommodation laws and that those interests override any freedom of, of speech or freedom of religion that, that would apply. So, so yeah, the, the, some of the courts are, in fact, saying that regardless of whether there, are, there is speech and artistic expression going on, that the government can override that. Some of the other courts have said, well, there isn't really any speech or expression going on. So, so the courts have differed on that, but it is very, very scary to consider that some courts out there are saying that these sorts of public accommodation laws can override people's freedom, um, particularly when you consider the implications of that. So, yeah. uh, you know, now we're going to force a, even, even, you know, look at it from all different angles. So now we're going to force a lesbian print shop owner to print materials speaking out against same-sex Yeah, marriage. let's talk yeah. more about that and uh, with yeah. the floors, bakers, and if you're out there, let's talk more about what you can do possibly to protect you, your business and in your work. 
Uh, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett, an attorney at the law firm of Malcolm Baker in Chicago. We're Christian attorneys helping to serve people in the Chicagoland community uh, with various legal needs. Uh, if you are a church or ministry, we've worked with hundreds of them in uh, Chicago and be happy to help with any legal issues you have, uh, from zoning to real estate purchases to bylaws, corporate issues. Uh, one of the issues that uh, is dear to my heart that I'm trying to get more involved in uh, is adoption law, and I think the church should be at the fore of increasing uh, adoptions or children out there that are in need of a loving mother and father and a family. And uh, Illinois is one of the leading states in terms of the number of children that are awaiting a home uh, while they wait in foster care. Uh, So uh, get out there. Please adopt children. Um, Ask God if that's something that he would have you do. And if you need an attorney to help you walk through the process, give me a call, 312 726-1243. 726-1243. Again, 312-726-1243. Or look us up online at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. This afternoon, we are talking with attorney Jim Campbell of the Alliance Defending Freedom about an important case that he just won in Kentucky, uh, protecting the right of a print shop uh, to not basically uh, be compelled to promote a message that was uh, contrary to the owner's uh, faith and 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 practice. And so uh, just give me a quick recap of, of the case, the Adamson case, the hands-on original case, Jim. Well, it, it involves a promotional printer in Lexington, Kentucky, who was asked to print uh, a shirt promoting a local gay pride festival. He politely declined um, because he could not in good conscience print the message on that shirt. Um, but he offered to connect the uh, individual who called him to another printer uh, who would have done the same work for the same price. Um, Unsatisfied with that offer, uh, the gentleman that had called in and his organization filed a discrimination complaint against Mr. Adamson, and and we've been dealing with that in the courts for over five years, but thankfully, uh, most recently, the Kentucky Court of Appeals, have they've, they've ruled in favor of uh, Mr. Adamson's freedom to live and work consistent with his faith. Amen, and that's great. Uh, it's a great victory for speech, uh, and I think that's the important thing because I think we can all agree, even if you're not a religious person, that we should all have the freedom of speech, and the government has no business compelling us to promote a message that, that we disagree with. It's just not um, what anybody should be uh, forced to do. And I think that's one of the things that's so troubling about the other cases because, uh, as Jim mentioned before the break, uh, this Kentucky case is actually one of the first wherein a court said, you know, these public accommodation laws don't trump our freedom of speech. Uh, and I think that's that's really something that we need to stress. Uh, and the various other cases, so we have, we're talking about florists, vid- florists videographers, uh, bakers, uh, uh, the hands-on originals, the print uh, screening uh, type, uh, and, the, and the photographers, the videographers. Each of these groups, and, and my father's an artist, they lend their creative abilities to promote a message. And nobody hires you to do anything but celebrate something or promote something. And so when you are being asked to promote or celebrate something that's contrary to your own convictions, that's where the Constitution, constitutional line should be drawn. And that's where the Kentucky law, uh, court drew the line and said, no, the public accommodation laws that we have can't go past that line. So, uh, Jim, let's let's talk to the florists, videographers, bakers, um, you know, all the different people that we're dealing with out there that may have a business or may 
may be operating in commerce, and they want to be able to protect themselves in case they get sued in a case like this. Um, besides calling the Alliance Defending Freedom, should they be sued, is there anything they can do in advance? Well, um, I, I think there are a number of things they can do. They can um, look at their the way that they operate their business and, and see um, if they're operating it based on uh, certain principles. And so if they are and if they consider their uh, business an extension of their faith, then I think it's helpful to put some of that, communicate some of that in their corporate uh, documents. And, and so that's, that's one idea of something that they can do to make it clear that this business isn't just a money-making endeavor for them. It's an extension of, of, um, of their whole life. And, and as such, they, they believe that they need to honor God um, when, they're, when they're operating their business. So I do think that that's, that's one thing that they can do. And also uh, consider the other sorts of, of requests that they might decline uh, if, they, if they come in the door or that they have declined already that have come in the door. And, and they might want to adopt a policy, making it clear that while they're happy to work with everyone, there are some uh, messages and ideas that they can't use their artistic talents and skills to promote. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Noel Starrett, attorney Malcolm Baker. We're talking with Jim Campbell about uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom's work in a public accommodations case that they just won in Kentucky. Um, and we're talking about Christian businesses and what they can do uh, to, in some sense, protect themselves from, uh, you know, you can never really protect yourself from a lawsuit because people can file a lawsuit against you even if they don't uh, have merit. Uh, but these cases uh, really are troubling when they're basically forcing Christian businesses and, and people uh, that um, that lend their artistic uh, talents, uh, you know, to to the marketplace. And then they said, well, you know, I'm an artist, but I don't want to communicate this message. Some courts are saying, well, that interest that you have in your freedom of speech, that has to take a, a backseat to our interest in, in the public accommodation laws. And Jim is just going through some things you can do corporately. Um, and uh, we've been helping uh, several groups here in Chicago and throughout Illinois. Uh, you know, we review bylaws, review pilot policies, help counsel and advise uh, businesses as to what they can do. And in fact, as Jim pointed out, you're actually better served if you make your Christian uh, witness more explicit in what you do and how you operate. You know, don't don't hide the fact that you are a lawyer for Jesus or you're a photographer for Jesus or, you know, however you want to phrase it. Um, it sometimes it helps just to say, no, this is what we're about. We're here to serve everybody, but we are certainly not here to promote a message that um, violates our convictions. And so, Jim, I think those are some good words. Where do you see these cases going in the future? And I know we're not going to hold you to any of this, uh, but in terms of, you know, this growing divide between at least the Kentucky case, the Washington case, and the others. Well, there, there currently, as we see it, are two waves of cases going on. There's, there's the older wave, the first wave that started um, probably five, anywhere between like eight to, ten, eight to five years ago. And so in those cases, those are the ones that the courts of appeals are ruling on, state supreme courts. And so there we have uh, the florist in Washington, the baker in Colorado, the t-shirt printer, uh, Mr. Adamson, that we've been talking about in Kentucky. And those cases are, are coming you know, soon to final decisions in state courts or already have reached final decision in state courts. And thus, they're getting really close to uh, having the Supreme Court decide whether to take them. And so we'll have to watch that closely, particularly now that we have those courts 
disagreeing in similar cases. And so the hands-on originals establish, uh, decision from last week establishes that disagreement. But another thing to keep in mind is that there's another wave of these cases that have been filed over the course of the last year. And they, these involve a filmmaker in Minnesota, a wedding photographer in Wisconsin, a graphic designer in Colorado, and... Um, and uh, a calligrapher here in uh, in Arizona, where I am, and so there there's another set of cases that that are coming up, and so those are also important to keep in the mix and to watch and to see uh, what those courts and those decisions end up saying. Yeah, and and, and we uh, you know we'll be watching in Illinois as cases are, are are almost certainly to be filed. If you have any of these issues or you're concerned that you may be faced with these issues, uh, please do not hesitate to call us at Malcolm Baker three one two seven two six. One two four three, or you could even go online and uh, speak with the attorneys at the Alliance Defending Freedom. And Jim, what's that email uh, or that website again? It's www.alliancedefendingfreedom.org. So, is the Kentucky case uh, done, or is there another step that they they may take it to? Or um, I know you won at the Court of Appeals, but what's the next step in the in this case? Well, we we just learned that the commission. Um, the Human Rights Commission in this case, is going to ask the Kentucky Supreme Court to hear the case. So we'll have to see if the Kentucky Supreme Court decides to take the case up. Um, And if they do, then um, whoever uh, loses before that court would have the opportunity to ask the U.S. Supreme Court to hear the case. So there conceivably uh, could still be two levels um, yet to go in this case. And this all started in 2012. Uh, yes, it did, which illustrates <laughs> how long this this takes, and uh, and really how stressful um, this is on uh, you know on people's lives. It's such a disruption for anyone that hasn't been through litigation. It's such a disruption to a business owner, to a family, um, when they're when they're forced to stop everything uh, for for periods of their life and focus on on this sort of uh, legal intrusion. And so even if Mr. Adamson wins in the end, which we are hopeful that he will, you know, he will still have anywhere between five and ten years of his life will have been um, bogged down with, with these legal proceedings. And, and so that just highlights the concern about these broad-reaching laws that are now threatening people's constitutional rights. Yes, and it certainly uh, highlights the importance of the work of the Alliance Defending Freedom and the importance of uh, if you are out there and you want to find an organization to support, I would strongly encourage you to go on Alliance Defending Freedom's website. Look at all the work they're doing. It's a donor-dependent uh, organization, um, and they, they do great work, and they make these cases uh, possible. Because really, if, uh, they, if uh, Mr. Adamson or these other uh, Christian businesses didn't have uh, attorneys standing in, in, in the gap for them, uh, they, they could be rolled over in court. And so these cases uh, are very uh, time-consuming. A lot of work goes into them. They're incredibly important just to a society at large and the freedoms that we um, enjoy. And uh, if you have any questions locally in the Illinois area about any type of these cases, uh, we talk to photographers, florists, uh, uh, print shop people. Uh, Give us a call at Malcolm Baker, 312-726-1243. Jim, it's been great to have you on. Congratulations. And we're going to continue to pray for you and the work of the Alliance Defending Freedom and Mr. Adamson and for the freedoms that we have in this country. Thank you. God bless. Tune in next Sunday for Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody. 